Welcome to Mixtapes and Heartbreaks, episode 39. I am your host, Joshua. I'm your host, Diana. We just, uh, we did a little trip this weekend. What a weekend. What a, what a weekend indeed. Man, when it rains, it pours, really, right? It I, does. I don't mean to be a negative Nancy or uh But you're gonna? Oh, God, here you go again. Yeah, so we went down to uh, Dallas Tejas to go see a show. Touchy Aimer. That's the band name, right? Are you going to say it correctly? Touche Amor. They played a little club in Dallas. Uh, you were very excited for this show. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so... Would you like to talk about it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I... Maybe I can get through it without being enraged. Maybe. Yeah. So we went to a small venue. I've been looking forward to this show. This is like the first thing I've been excited about since COVID. Yeah. The small venue, which was thus making it more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, intimate. Intimate. Yeah. We took off work, drove to another state. Got a hotel. Got a hotel. All that noise. Um, so we we showed up at the show. I guess there's, so there's four bands playing. We showed up during the end of the second band. I'm going to say right off the top, that's too many bands for a bill. But Four? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was insane. I mean, it was almost too much. But it was only like, what, 9.30? Yeah, it was. The, they started the show early. I think they knew they had, I think now in retrospect, they knew they had some trouble on their hands, so they started it early. Yeah, I noticed they started it at like 7.30. Yeah. Come on, Dane Cook, pay-per-view, 20 minutes, let's go. So the third, the second band finished, and then the third band came on, uh, Vane, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, I didn't realize is like a total, like, screamo band. Mm-hmm. So they're playing about their third song, and I start to notice that there are police officers. Yes, like four police officers. Walking through the crowd. Mm-hmm. One of them starts flashing their microphone or starts flashing their flashlight Mm -hmm. at the band and they stop the show and turns out it's the fire marshal. Let me try it. And they stop the show and they make everyone leave the building. Yeah. We file out of the one door out front. By the way, it's like pretty cold outside. Pretty chilly. Pretty windy. Um, So it turns out the venue oversold the show by about 200 tickets. Which is real classy. And the fire marshal shut the show down and canceled it and made everyone leave. Yeah. Pretty neat. How many times did I yell at other places that night? (laughs) Uh, Multiple times. You're very upset. And rightfully so. Again, you you were looking forward to it. Uh, We drove all the way there. We, you know, spent money, got a hotel room. Like that's the whole, the whole reason we came. Well, we came for a couple of reasons. That was one of them. Show was canceled. Um, and then the next day you got an email that they... Uh, so they, they said that night that they were just going to refund everyone. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up to another email from the place where I got the tickets. And instead of just doing what they said they were going to do and giving everyone a refund, mm-hmm. they're trying to work it out and reschedule it with the band who mm. live in fucking California. Trying to be cheap asses, really. Yeah, they're trying to get around S- 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 yes. their fucking problem. Exactly, because that's a lot of people to refund. And so I said this multiple times, but so I've been to a lot of like DIY, squat shows, mm-hmm. things just like happen. Um, 
you know, I've been to the fest where they've put on concerts in fucking hotel rooms. Right. I have never been to a show where the fire marshal just made everyone leave. Like shut down a show. Yeah. I've been to I've been to places where a fire marshal shows up and like, well, fine a business, you know, like the bartender would be like, oh, we just got to fucking find from the fire marshal. Not like they shut it down. Yeah. But I went to the sound guy as we were filing out and asked what was going on. And he said, man, I don't know. This is the third time this has happened since they've reopened. So they're just, and a couple people told us that they're like, I don't know whether, you know, why this keeps happening. And it's like, and I, I noticed, I looked at like, um, Touche Moore's Twitter post about the show, you know, apologizing or whatever. And I kind of got the feeling that other places are doing this and that's why the fire marshal is down there. Mm-hmm. The people are just rightfully trying to recoup some money from being shut down for two fucking years. Right. But, but by making it unsafe and just fucking everyone over. Well, like I don't even like I'm pissed at the venue, but I'm like, yeah, I get it. But then I'm also like, dude, I, you made us all fucking leave and you canceled the show. Yeah. And how many other people drove from another fucking state? The show was done not 930, right? Is when it was about like they're kicking people out. Yeah. So you have a whole night. Like your, your revenue stream is gone. People aren't, you know, you can't, they couldn't even reopen as a bar. Yeah. They would, they would only let people go back in to close their tabs. Close, like they wouldn't yeah. even, they just like closed the venue for the night. Yeah. So then we proceeded to go to the bar. <laughs> we went to another show of a band you don't enjoy. Yeah. We ended up at the fucking Paris show. <laughs> to go to that. And ev- it seems like everyone who's at the Touche show ended up at Three Links for the Paris show just to kind of like salvage the evening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the Texas night. And then we went to Ikea the next day <laughs> to the second part of our trip was to go to Ikea is total, you know, suburban bullshit to get another section for our couch, to make our couch larger, to get things for our home. And it was in stock at this Ikea location. We get there, get all the stuff we need, get down to the self checkout, find your shed area. You go to the thing and it's not there. They just sold the Nothing last was one. where it was supposed to be. Nothing was where it was supposed to be. The whole weekend was a fucking dumpster fire. We bought a coffee table, get it home, and it's the different wrong color. It was in the wrong section, so we got a different color coffee table that now we have to take back. That's a whole headache. Then today, just driving around, I get a text message from my bank that a $500 was taken out of my account for... Crypto. Crypto. I'm like, great. So then I call the bank. I I say that I don't know what this is because I don't know what it is. I don't do crypto. Crypto's for fucking idiots. They inform me that, no, no, not just one. Three transactions. So somehow someone, and I just got a new debit card. So somehow somewhere someone got my new debit card number and decided to buy some crypto. Which was probably a smart thing because it's untraceable. Crypto's untraceable. But they used my card to buy crypto. Hopefully that's going to get figured out. $1,200 gone, which is fucking insane. But, you know, it's it's been a weekend. It has been a weekend. It's been a bit of a weekend. Hey, here's the deal. When life gives you lemons, just say fuck the lemons and bail. I just felt... So the, the only... Like, the silver lining, the only good thing that happened about the show is that they weren't kicking people out who were trying to buy merch. Yeah. So the bands and a lot of people were still buying 
things so the, from yeah. the band. So the band can still get some money. So they still got something. They yeah. all got paid, which we saw. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm just like still in shock about it. It's so. <clears throat> well, yeah, I ran into their tour manager and he seemed very, uh, he seemed upset, rightfully so. I think he seemed more upset at the venue for not being very professional. Like, that's just not a very professional thing to do. Yeah, I mean, these are so these are not young people. Mm-hmm. They're probably all around... 40, something. 40, yeah. mid-30s. The other brands were younger. Mm-hmm. Clearly, everybody's been doing this a while. Mm-hmm. And just, like, if it was the first time, I'd be like, you silly kids... Right. But they're repeatedly doing this. So how many other shows have they done this? How many times have they done this to other people? Like, that's just it's fucking... That's what everybody's saying. It's like, that's so fucking unprofessional. Totally unprofessional. <laughs> and, like, you're going to... I mean, third three times, you're going to... You're losing... At least you're losing your liquor license or your ability to even book shows. Like, something's going on. I wouldn't be surprised for the next year, Club Dada just... Oops, sorry. That's the name of the venue. Club Dada closes down. I mean, the fire marshal has to be finding them. Yeah, it's um, because it's not. I mean, it's. I don't. It's not even like, oops, we let in underage people. It's like you literally put all of our lives in danger. Yeah. Well, not only were they they oversold tickets, they were letting people in at the door, which just letting even more people in. It was. So the capacity is about 100 people and they pretty much determined that there were about 300 people in this venue. Mm hmm. Which it was very hard to walk. I mean, I went to the bathroom once. So we were at the back of the building. I went to the bathroom once. And yeah, like there's nowhere to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were like pushed up against the bar. Like there's barely not even a path for people to walk through. You kind of had to like. Yeah, I just had to sh- shuffle people out of the way to get to yeah. the bathroom. Pretty nuts. Um, excuse me. What? I'd like to get fine now. So yeah, that was that week. That was the weekend. Really, really fun times good times you know what's always a good time what's that anthem brewing anthembrewing.com <laughs> located at 908 southwest fourth street here in the heart of oklahoma city check out their website for their hours their schedule events vendors what have you it's the weather's getting nicer so the patio is going to be bumping and they always have like cool shit going on with uh, food, trucks, things of that nature. They have trivia, all kinds of shit. New beers on draft. Go check out the draft house. Get a beer. Tell them we sent you. I lost my place. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This sad, sad episode is also brought to you by Dig It. Located in the Plaza District at 1739 Northwest 16th Street, digitokc.com. Find them on Instagram at digitokc, Facebook at digit. Check out their hours. They're doing a bunch of stuff. They're always doing like plaza events. Always doing something. Community things. Yeah, I like like seeing all the activity on the uh, social medias with them. And then anytime we stop by the store, it's always... A hustle and bustle, of, uh, a hub of activity. Yeah, they're doing workshops now, like yeah. DIY, like art workshops. Um, kind of sad that I didn't make it to. They only had a few spots, but they did like a a doggy punk rock fest. Oh, cool. Thing, yeah. 
And like, it was, you know, it was like 25 bucks and you make a little like jean jacket for your dog. That's rad. And they, today is live on the plaza and there's a puppy parade. Oh shit. Yeah. Might have to go to that. We're also brought to you by Block Bar. Instagram at The Block Bar. B-L-O-K-B-A-R. 30 Northeast 2nd Street. The Big Red Shipping Container. Popped in there last night with a buddy. Had a couple of beverages. Great time. It's bumping, and it's the only thing in the shipping containers right now. Notice that. People are moving to moving on to bigger locations. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. Friday night is ladies' night. $3 cocktails for everybody. Vegan food, non-vegan food by Casso's Chicken and Plant Dad. The food is superb. That's something I'll say about our trip. Silver lining is we went to a, a little bar called Shoals Service Manual. And it was fucking amazing. Yeah, that was like a top 10 meal for if sure. You, if you're ever in Deep Ellum, go to Shoals on Elm Street. Holy God. It was vegan food. It literally blew my mind. It was vegan and vegetarian Peruvian. It was very, very good. Yes. But also check out the Block Bar. <laughs> also, you can go check out Orange Peel. Orange Peel on the... Alcourt in Old Britain, Instagram at OrangePillOKC. We've got a booth there, champion underscore vintage underscore OKC. Check out all the vendors there. Buy some vintage shit. It's fun times. Buy some vintage shit. You ready to get the show going? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I went full. Our good friend Wayne Wedge was on Wayne the show Wedge. previously. Um, we took a little bit of time between between sods. Is that we're gonna call it now? Sods. Sods. I think it's your turn to start this episode. Okay. So I'm gonna do a little cop out. Is it a cop out? We'll say it's a cop out. Okay. And I'm picking a song. From the band I didn't get to see this weekend. Ah. <laughs> uh. So my song this week is Gather by Touche Moore. the last song on their album stage four which came out in 2016 uh do you know anything about this album no 
I'm an early touche. I was an early adopter. I didn't I kind of lost track. Why aren't you cool? No, no. <laughs> just an old man. Just an old man. Mm-hmm. Go shave your balls, you dusty old fart! So this was like... So stage four is kind of what they're best known for. It's kind of when they became like more well known, mm-hmm. like, you know, Jumping a lot on. of people discovered them. It's their fourth album. All of their albums are good. So this song is about the singer losing his mother to cancer. Stage four. Right. So all of, I mean, it's a really fucking heavy record. Like it's about losing her and dealing with that and you know experiencing her illness mm-hmm. it is a very good record Excellent album. but so imagine like you so obviously you know he's working through his grief with this record and then he has to go and fucking tour on it yeah and then it's just two years of singing songs about your mother dying and then, so in 2020, they came out with their fifth album, Lament, which 2020 is like when I first started sort of, like I probably heard them before, but mm-hmm. it just really didn't stick. But 2020, like when we were getting into like the deep COVID lockdown shit. Yeah. Like that's when I started really listening. There were like a handful of bands that you were getting into around the same time. Yeah. But I was obsessed with this record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Touche Amour was like my top Spotify album for the past two years. Nice. Just like stress listening. Um, I lost my train of thought. So what, um, <laughs> I'm not familiar with this, what, because uh, Touche kind of, I'm, I'm not going to say like they're uh, varietal when it comes to their sound. I mean, they are. Like some of it's like really heavy. Some they're of referred to as a post-hardcore band. Yeah. So yeah, it's like breakdowns, and I really liked. I will admit that I really got into the band because of the guitars and drums. Like, do their guitar players are so fucking good? So there's five guys in the band, mm-hmm. and I really liked the guitars and drums. And I'm not saying I don't like the vocals. But yeah, so like, so this band is like what comforted me in the horrible year of 2020. <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, this is what I, I, this is like the first thing I've been looking forward to. Yeah. I was really sad for you that that happened. Like, I liked the band. I was looking forward <laughs> to the show too. Yeah, you were really, really upset by but, the show not happening. And I could see that. Like, you've never, do you, have you ever seen them before? No. Yeah. I got it into them like when COVID started. So, you know, we haven't been able yeah. to show more is the first man I've ever like pre-ordered a record for. They started like doing pre-orders for lament in the summer of 2020. Um, and then at the show, so I was able to get, uh, they have a tour variant cause I'm kind of a record nerd. Mm-hmm. So I got like the, the tour variant of a record I already own. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like a, it's a collector's item. Right. But I also, the one I pre-ordered is a, a variant, some limited edition death wish. It's red. I know that. Yeah. I noticed a lot of people were like crowding around that, um, that merch booth. They had a lot of tour only kind of shit there. Like, 
Yeah, we got like a little pick set. <clears throat> that was cool. I haven't opened it yet. I kind of, I haven't decided if I want to open it or not. So there's this picks. It so comes in a tin. It looks like a pen, an old pencil holder, like a tin, a pencil tin or something. Yeah. And it's got like I think four different, five, si- five different sizes of picks. And I think it's the picks that they actually play. Oh, okay. And it's like they have them printed. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I want to open it or not. I want to keep it as a collector's item. It was, yeah. I mean, it was, it's, it was an interesting. I like buying like tour, obviously, exclusive things. Yeah, I think if you're gonna buy like a shirt from a band, like it should be a tour shirt. Or... I don't like buying T-shirts from bands anymore. To <laughs> well, be they honest, don't, yeah, it's always a gamble. You never know what it's gonna fit like, or yeah, I mean, I certainly don't buy like beefy tees. No, although if your shit is printed printed on Gildan, no, no, I don't know why that company still exists. They Gildan, only exist for like, but it's funny hardcore bands, but they're the worst shirts ever. You yeah. wash them once and they're fucked. They're, yeah. Here's a nice piece of shit. Wait, so Gather is my favorite song. Well, I don't know. I like all of it's, It's, uh, you know, banger from first to last. All bangers, no turds. From top to bottom. From top to bottom. Oh, but what I was getting to was one of their first singles for Lament is um, I'll Be Your Host. And he's talking, he's talking about how, you know, he, he went on tour and then every, you know, obviously people identified with losing a family member. Mm -hmm. And so they came up to him at the show and, you know, like not only is he dealing with his own grief, but now strangers every night are laying there, sharing their grief. And, you know, he's not being shitty about it. You know, it's, uh, he wasn't complaining really. It's just like, this is what I, this is my role to play. You know, it's like, I'll be the host of your, to your feelings. Right. Yeah. But I can imagine that's another play on words too. Like, you know, a person is a host for cancer, right? So, little little play on words there. Yeah, the singer's um very interesting. Uh, his name is Jeremy Bohm. He has a podcast called First Ever. Uh he like he writes poetry. He has a uh, a record distribution thing. Yeah, he's just all over the place. Like, definitely. A real um, renaissance man. Yeah. Kept himself busy during COVID. I haven't listened to his podcast because I don't listen to them. But. Um, you just host one. He usually has, you know, other people from bands on. Yeah. I think you would really get into, pod- especially with the, you working from home, just put something in and just listen to people talk. It's a, it's much easier to like, for me, like, that's what I do at work. So I listen to podcasts. But is it that you don't like listening to people talk? Um. <laughs> Well, it's so it it's several things. Um I tend to just tune people out when they talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like if it's not what I'm No, if somebody's talking to me, I'm obviously not just like tuning them out, but it's like if it's something in a peripheral. Uh-huh. Like I used to have this really bad problem of like eavesdropping or whatever. Right. And so I've taught myself to just tune out peripheral Perfect, noise yeah. and so if i'm like working and somebody's talking like i'm not listening to it dude it's really hard for to be in like a public place like a a restaurant or a bar or something and to not hear the conversation going on next to you well it's not even that it's like not reacting to it right i mean i have that same problem like, i think it's a pretty normal yeah problem for a dude who's deaf in one ear it's 
I feel like I, I I get the daredevil where like I'm still mostly deaf in the other ear too. Yeah. But I feel like I can pick up more on my left side. Like I can't hear if you're talking to me on the right, I don't hear a damn thing you're saying. But on the left, I can hear a pen drop <laughs> on the other side. It just side like of the amplifies room. on yeah. the left side. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and you hear like the most you you. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night when I was hanging out with my uh, my good friend Mike Powers uh, at uh, Block Bar at the Block Bar on Instagram. Uh, we were having a conversation about um, the, the the world, like uh, interplanetary travel and ancient alien kind of stuff. This and is a very normal conversation for you too, by get, the way. Yeah, getting <laughs> getting real deep. And like philosophy and like Nietzsche and and fucking like Marxism and like all kinds of stuff. And the more we're talking, I'm in the middle of talking to him and I'm looking around at the tables next to us and I can hear what they're talking about. And it's just vapid, dumb shit. Right. Like, why don't you just have like conversations about, granted, there's nothing he and I can do about any of it. Like, it's so above us that we can't do anything about it, but it's fun to talk about it. Right. Where you, but you hear someone on the other table talking about, man, we got so fucking faded last <laughs> weekend, dude. Dude. I'm like, oh, okay. You're talking about getting drunk while being drunk? Cool. I mean, that's I'm, a pretty I, normal conversation in a bar. And hey, I've been there. We've all been there. We've all been there. I could listen to that shit all night. Dude, remember at Frank's last week? It's fucking smashed, man. So I'm really upset you didn't get to see that band. Yeah, I but mean, like, I'm trying to, like, block it out. <laughs> I got, I got like, upset drunk yeah. on Friday. I just kind of, once I realized that it wasn't going to happen, and then, so we went next door to the bar. This off, next, off the record. Off the record. It's next to the venue, but it's, like, the unofficial green room. It used to be. Club Dada. Yeah, before Off the Record was a bar, that space was empty, and Club Dada used it as... I wouldn't even call it a green, just a, a space for bands to keep their shit. Yeah. And they still kind of do, but it's weird because we were, we were the only patrons in the bar and the rest of it was all, there's four other bands. So there's like each band's tour manager or whatever is sitting at a laptop, you know, and then the band's like all their gear is just sitting in the corner and we're just like in there. Yeah. I felt just, weird. Like just, we, I don't, we don't have to be in here. We can go. No, I was like trying to be present in case like. In case you heard, like, hey, we're doing a show somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. And I heard a lot of that when we were all outside in the street. We were literally piled into the street on Elm. And there was a lot of, like, commotion and people talking about house partying and tell the band they could play at the house. And, like... Everybody was trying to make the show happen. Yeah. Somewhere. But it clearly wasn't going to... Um, so I just decided at that point that I was just going to get... I was just yeah. going to get drunk. Yeah, we went to the bar next door, had a couple of beverages, <laughs> and then we went to that fucking pair show where there was a... We didn't even watch pairs. We watched the opening band, which felt very... What did you say? It felt like 90s Christian pop punk. Is that what it was? Like there was the... Is that what I said? I don't remember a lot of the rest of the night. So I don't... Re- <laughs> I wish I could remember the name of this fucking band. So there was a dude, super long hair, backwards hat. Uh, they both played shitty... Uh, strat copy guitars and then another dude had like if anyone out there listened to squad 5-0 during the bombs over broadway era he had the squad 5-0 hair it was like black shaggy and had like 
a big thick like bleach strip in the front, like a vintage baseball. I don't know. They they just look like they were pulled out of like like they were a '90s tooth and nail band that wasn't big. Yeah. Like they opened for ninety pound wuss a lot. And just didn't go anywhere. So he had these two guys that dressed that way. And then on bass was this kid was handsome, but he had a giant mohawk, shaved sides, you know, the DIY piercings and shit. And like a look like he just found uh, an outcome. The wolves. Yeah. Like the dog, the dog collar on the neck. And like I saw that kid and I just kept thinking there was a time in my life when I wanted to be that guy. Like, I wanted to be gutter punk so bad, but it was so expensive to be gutter punk. Yeah. Like crazy expensive. And then you realize it's, it's just a lot of maintenance to keep the mohawk up the whole time. And I just don't think that you need to dress like the music you listen to. No. I've always been very, sorry, I've been very snobbish about this, mm-hmm. but I make a point to not list, to not dress like the music I listen dress to. Dress to the genre? Yeah. I mean, I used to dress to the genre a lot. That's what, like, you know, the Midwest emo thing was, like, cuffed rustlers or Levi's with, you know, uh, Ciccone jazzes and the messenger bag and the cardigan. And then, you know, when I got into, like, the pop punk thing, it was, like, crisp Dickies and, like, an ironed Hurley shirt. Like, I'm not... I don't know. I guess I'm. I guess I am talking shit about people who do that. But I, th- but I think. But that, I. I don't really judge people for that. Right. But I think those two. Unless you're a gutter punk. I think those two things are different than the gutter punk thing because it takes so much more. And you know, putting on clothes is whatever. But when you have to like buy accessories, you know what I mean. More power to you. Do what you want to do. I'm not here to like trash gutter punks. Just. I just found it really weird that the band was like four totally different looking people yeah. on stage. And they just so happened to make a band together. It was it was weird. Uh, you were so upset that you bought uh, whiskey shots. Yeah, I do not drink whiskey. No, we haven't done a shot of in forever. And it did that's one. not true. But I don't drink whiskey. I was just like, fuck it, let's throw up. Yeah. Yeah. So if uh, I will also say that being hungover in an IKEA. <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> mm-hmm. is not a great way to spend your day. No, especially in an Ikea that you're not familiar with. We went to a different one. Apparently, the greater Dallas area has three Ikeas. Yeah, there's like... That's... I believe that's overkill. Why? 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 There's a lot of rich people. In Dallas suburbs. In Dallas, yeah. yeah. This one we went to was only one floor, which was interesting. Yeah, I've never been to a one-floor Ikea. Yeah. I just kept walking through the display, and I was like, where's all the shit? Yeah, give me I just want to buy the shit. I don't yeah. want to walk through fucking seven bathrooms. No, I don't. I don't want to do that. It was a fun... I had I had a good time regardless of... I had a good time, too. The outcome. It was just super... What I'm getting to is that this, was, this band was a source of comfort for me in a yeah. really fucking horrible time. Living through a fucking pandemic. I keep saying that word. I'm sorry. Hey, it's okay. Um, we're, we're TVMA here. And, you know, we've been to other shows, but this was like the first thing that I was really, really looking forward to. Yeah. And for it to just like end that way, it was so shocking to me. 
Yeah. I just never experienced something like, like, you know, I'm grateful that they were like looking out for us, right. you know, like I'm not like fuck the fire department. Cause nobody says that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not a song. Yeah. That's not a song. Fuck the fire department saving lives. What? But I, I'm just, I mean, it's just extreme. Like, like I'm almost to like writing a bad Yelp review. Bummed. Bummed. Yeah. Bummed is a good word. Well, I, I think that's, uh, there's I'm something. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> there's something about that though. Like, you know, all these bands had all these tours booked and they rescheduled and rescheduled again. And now finally it seems that 2022 is the year for all these bands to do these tours, do these shows. But then there's these venues that are trying to make up for lost time and lost revenue stream. Um, I mean, we, we have another show coming up in Lawrence that we can't book a fucking place to stay at. It is unfortunately happening the same weekend as um, graduation at the University of Kansas. And there is literally... There's nary a hotel room nor an Airbnb. I won't say literally because there are places to stay, but it's like, hey, stay in my room. And that's not happening. I'm not doing that. No. I'm 40. I'm not doing that shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to... California and Phoenix in a couple of weeks. You're about to get on like on a plane and go yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I'm I've I'm secretly very nervous about that. Being on a plane? Doing the whole uh, airport during with still COVID lockdown shit. I was really hoping they would do that mask to get rid of that shit. They extended it to the April 18th. And you can't drink on a plane, which is the th- You can I, still drink at the airport. I can. So I might Just be safe. So, yeah. Take your time. Wear a mask, you know, get tested when, before and after you leave. Indeed. That was a good pick. Thanks. Yeah. I'm also, so I have a little, uh, a free airline ticket. I'm like, do I just fly? You should. So I was like looking for other, so the tour just started. Uh-huh. This is like their, that was like their sixth show or something like that. I'm like looking at other dates where they are, if they're on a weekend because I'm a fucking grown up. I'm like, do I just fly to Seattle and see them? <clears throat> well, there'd be a two birds, one stone. You can visit your sister and go to the show at the same time. Where are they playing in Seattle? What venue? I don't know. Probably the show box. But that would be... I think the show box is actually too large. They're playing smaller so. venues. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, that, that could be... That might be, might be fun. But that would also be your first foray into like doing a solo, an actual solo trip where you go to a show by yourself. Yeah, I've never been to a show by myself. You could. I've shown up by myself, but known people there. Yeah. I've never traveled to a show by myself where I don't know anybody. What you do is you hit up our friends who live in that area and you'd be like, hey, do you want to come to a show? Mike, somebody. Nobody I know. Everybody I know who lives up there has children and nobody listens to fucking hardcore because we're 40. That's true. This is 40. So stay tuned. I might actually get to see yeah. Touche we'll, more. Yeah, we'll keep you posted on the Touche. Yeah. Touche. So that's my song. Gather. Point my eyes to the ceiling To evade what I'm feeling It's some cunning attempt to Yeah.
It's got a good breakdown. Your turn. I want you to guess what decade my song is from. What? I don't want to play this game. I mean, it's not hard. The nineties? Yeah. Specifically the middle nineties. Ninety four, ninety five? Ninety five on the dot. Yay. And when I was doing research, I didn't realize it was that early, but I guess it was. So my song is In the Meantime by Space Hawk. Nice. The 1995 album Resident Alien. I thought this album came out a little later, like 97, but nope. I think it took a while for Space Hawk to catch on. Well, the the single was released in 96. The album came out in 95. So, um, yeah, the single was released February 20th, 1996. Took a whole year for that single to pop. But man, did that single pop. For me, th- for me this is the quintessential 90s song. The minute you said it, I heard the woo. The yeah, cut that oh, out. Yeah. But oh, yeah. okay. Well, that at the beginning it has that like that phone call thing. That yeah, I immediately mm, heard it in my yeah. head. This Which is what I'm getting at. <laughs> it's a sample of a, a cafe orchestra. It's a song called Telephone and Rubber Band. And it has that going throughout the thing. I, I'm a sucker for samples. You but, are. Dude, but this, oh my God, this fucking song is so, it's so 90s, it's insane. Uh, it hit number 32 on the Hot 100, number two on the Billboard Alt charts, and number one on the mainstream rock charts. That song was everywhere. Dude, it was literally everywhere. But that talk about one-hit wonders, man. Epitome of one-hit wonder. Didn't quite uh, find that fame again. No, I saw them at, um, uh, speaking of one-hit wonders, they should have just called the tour one-hit wonder. Everclear does a <laughs> Summerland tour yeah. every year. And it was uh, Space Hog, Eve 6, um, fuck, why am I blank on that? Soul Asylum and Everclear. <sighs> um, and Space Hog. I mean, I know, I, I bought Resident Alien. When I, I was 13. Mm-hmm. 2015? Yeah, I was 13. 
and loved it because there's a couple punk rock kind of songs on it. So I knew some of the songs they were playing live. Never got to see them live because they never really played in Oklahoma. That's how much of a one-hit wonder. They're are. British, right? Are they? Technically. Technically. So the band formed in New York City in 1994. There are two brothers in the band that are British. Okay. Uh, Royston and Anthony Langdon. I knew that the... Yeah, I knew those guys were British. Royston plays bass and sings uh, with that fucking crazy weird hair. Is he the one married to Liv Tyler? Yes. Yay! Yes. I so, win. yeah, they, they started the band in New York City. They came here and started the band here. Oh, okay. But you can definitely tell they're British just by the, the inflection of his vocals when he sings. You sound like you're from London. I'm sure I saw them on MTV or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That video played incessantly yeah talk of you want to talk about like 90s uh color saturation Woo. oh boy it pops it really pops but they did that thing that um pre-strokes pre-jet that like garage rock revolution that was happening in like the early aughts mm-hmm. i think space hog did the glam rock like you're trying to do like a glam rock revolution yeah it was very glam rock. like big sunglasses sparkly shirts uh, it was very uh, Peter Frampton. Very Frampton-y. Very Frampton-y. Just rock and roll. I think the drummer played like two kick drums even though he didn't need them. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I This bass line, to me, is probably one of the most iconic bass lines in alternative rock. One of the most iconic bass lines in alternative rock. 90s alternative rock. It's just fun to play. I remember when I learned... Learned how to play it. I thought I was the. Fu- I'm. That's it. I'm done. I figured I'm the you best. You ba- I did it. I did it. Is it hard to play? Um. N- no. It's ju- it's just a very interesting baseline. Oh, okay. It's very interesting. And but to be able to play that and sing like he does, I can't. I can't play it and sing the song at the same time. Just because oh, okay. it's, it's a different. It's a different thing. Uh, the record went gold. I love gold. Sold, yeah, it sold over 500,000 copies. Ex- like extensive radio play. I mean, you could not fucking change the dial in 1996 without the song being all over it. Um, well, yeah, because of this record, he married Liv Tyler. <laughs> they got married in t- 2003. Yeah. So, yeah, they started dating after this and then got married in 2003. Uh, which I totally forgot about that until I started researching. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, they, they did oh, get yeah. married. They did get married. Uh, they released three more records uh, after this one. No one heard them. No one heard any of them. <laughs> um, but this song is considered the number one one-hit wonder like of the 90s. Oh, really? Of which there were, of which there were plenty. Is that on a list? Like yes. Like a, a technical list? Yeah, there's like a one-hit wonder list, and it's like number one, oh, of course. Oh, okay. You know? uh, but because it, it's... You know, one hit wonder is like a, it's a, it's a, it's a stigma. And I really wish they, that they would have, it seems to me that they wrote this song. They put all their eggs in the basket of in the meantime. Yeah. And made that a fucking kick-ass song and then just kind of wrote other, like they, they wanted, almost like they wanted to be a one hit wonder. Because the rest of the album doesn't sound anything like it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't know why there's this stigma. Like, you 
how many bands don't ever make it at all? Right. And yeah, so you had one hit and nothing else came of it. But everyone knows who fucking Aha is. Everyone knows who Space Hog yeah, everyone is. Everyone knows who Lynn is because of fucking, you know, Steal My Sunshine. Yeah. You got your shot. You made it. You made it. You made a lot of money. Not hopefully everyone's you, the fucking Beatles, yeah, you know? Ho- hopefully you invested it well. I, if not, you know, I hope you had a good time. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have enough money from this single that they don't really have to do anything else. Yeah. You know I mean, I mean, it's not like people bought singles. They bought the, bu- the bought fucking the record. Yeah, they bought the record. I mean, it went gold. It was on, like, movie soundtracks and shit. They, they really nailed it on the head. It's just... It's got that, and what's weird is at that time in 96, I was more into like, I was kind of listening to everything, but my wheelhouse was definitely more punk rock, like Rancid and like MXPX and that kind of shit was like my jam, Green Day. But I was, you know, also into, you know, when you're a 13 year old in the 90s, you're going to listen to like Bush and. Yeah, definitely alternative rock. Alternative rock is like. Whatever is on MTV. Well, we got 95X, 94.7. Yeah. Uh, and dude, if that station kind of uh, informed me of a lot of different bands. Like, if it wasn't for that radio station, how was I supposed to hear, uh, you know, fucking stabbing westward or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, Well, you had 95X, but then we also had The Spy when it was an actual college radio station. Yeah. And this I remember the spy always felt very like pirate radio. Like It was definitely a pirate radio. Like you you couldn't get it all the time because it's so it's based it was based out of Stillwater, mm-hmm. which is what, an hour and a half? About an hour away from here. North of here. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't pick it up all the time. But right. then And it would be like really like spotty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had that and then in the Christian scene there was um there was a radio station, uh, it was 90.9, 91 FM, and at night they had nighttime 91, and the DJs were people I knew. Really? Josh Kidd, Jeremy Dabbs, I think Wayne did a show or helped do a show, like, there were just kids doing these shows, and they'd play, you know, like, uh, like Living Sacrifice and Stavesaker and MXPX and, like, all these different, like, bands at night, while in the daytime they're playing, like, Sandy Patty and Michael W. Smith and shit. So the '90s was like a it was a great time for 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 uh, I independent guess, radio independent radio yeah and it got a lot of ears to a lot of artists I mean clearly this again this song went fucking this album went gold from the one fucking song yeah they I didn't put they didn't them. push another single after that it was just that one single I think space is the place was another one but it didn't get a music video didn't get anything it was just I don't know another Space Hawk another song. Piece. I don't either. And I had the record. Yeah. Um, I had the t-shirt too. Got it at Spencer's Gifts, nine ninety nine clearance rack. Wow. Yeah. That's where I got wow. a lot of my band shirts. Spencer's? Yeah. Mm. The old Spencer's circle rack in the middle of the store <laughs> with those little yellow clearance stickers yeah. that they still use today in their sale section. I find it a little nostalgic. Aww. I found it at Spencer Gifts. So that was my song. Space That's a good Hawk. pick. Very, very nostalgic. It's a, it's a good one, in, yeah. in my humble opinion. Yeah. 
So yeah, we we stated we stated that I'm going on a trip and I'm nervous about vacation or um uh about air airport. I, I'm always nervous about going to the airport. It's the taking off the shoes, taking off the belt, going through that thing, and you put your hand up, and it takes a picture of your junk, and then they pat you down, they go through your bag, and you're like, why are you going through my bag, man? Like, dude, Josh, nobody searches your shit. You are a oh, my, every time. 40-year-old white man. Oh, it gets... Uh, my bags get searched. They open up the top, and they ruffle through my shit, and then they zip... But they don't, like, pull shit out, but they ruffle through it every fucking time. You get searched every time? Every time. I have a friend who gets searched every time, and she thinks it's because she's brown. Yeah. Which is probably true. Every... Like, every third time, I get put to the other section where, like, they, they put their hand... Like, they check your waistband and everything. Like, what do you think I'm bringing in here, man? Drugs. You're no. definitely flying with drugs. No, I don't fly with drugs. <laughs> I don't even do drugs often. <laughs> often. Um, yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little nervous about that. And they're just flying. What's know? the last time you were on an airplane? Uh three years ago. My tr- my last MXPX trip to Was that Orlando? Atlanta? Or Atlanta. Atlanta back home. That was my last flight. I can't remember the last time I was on an airplane. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. This The no drinking on the plane thing is weird. I get it. People are already like up in arms about, I gotta wear a goddamn mask on this plane. Where are my rats? Yeah, like people are too violent on airplanes. And so everyone just decided that, you know, adding alcohol to that is just making everybody unsafe. Right. But you can, like you said, but I can go, I can show up to the airport two hours early, go to the airport bar, get fucking For some loaded. reason, you can get a beer at 9 a.m. at any airport in America. Yeah, you get loaded. It's the only place, like, it's, 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 the airport is, like, it is its own time zone. It, time does not exist there. No. Nervous? Yes. First time. No, I've been nervous lots of times. Social taboos, social norms. Yeah. Uh, time, space. The only time that exists is when your plane starts boarding. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm not flying, you know, uh, the elite here. I'm flying on Southwest Airlines. So it's, <laughs> so there's no like first class. It's going to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody because everyone deciding now that they can fly and they want to go fly somewhere. Hey, you got that uh, early bird check-in. So yeah, it doesn't mean anything though. This. It it means that you get to board before most people. Yeah, but then you're just sitting in a plane longer. Yeah, but then but you get to pick where you sit. That's true. That is the benefit. Are you a front or back plane? I'm. I am always the back of the plane, as far to the back of the plane as I can get. I so okay. So I'm the same, and it's because like as a child, somewhere I picked up that statistically you're more likely to survive a plane crash in the back of the plane the closer to the back of the plane the more likely you are to survive yeah i'm like back row yeah i don't go all the way to the back because your seat doesn't recline not like your seat reclines anyway but if you get the very back it reclines like two degrees you're up against the wall so but you don't but you don't you don't have like a kid behind you kicking your seat yeah there are multiple reasons to Get the early bird check-in. Yeah. Get the first seat in the back. Like right next to the bathroom. Yeah. <clears throat> and don't bring a bunch of shit. I don't understand why people bring like... Why Why are you bringing luggage, dog? Like what are you doing? Are we you planning multiple... like that. We used to have luggage. I know, but are you really planning on five outfit changes per day? 
Yeah. Like, I, mean, I bring like an extra pair of pants. If it's like a weekend, I'll bring another pair of pants. Normal an, people change clothes on vacation. Underwear for each day. Plus one. Socks each day. Plus one. Because you never know when you're like step in a puddle or something. Or shit your pants. Or shit you. You never know when you're going to shit your pants. That, that is a weird. Every time I pack for them, I'm like, but what if something happens? Like, what if I do shit my pants? But here's the thing. So when have you ever gone anywhere that you didn't have access to a store? Like packing for emergencies. Right. The The likelihood that you're going somewhere that doesn't have a Walmart or a Dollar General or no. something with clothes. I'm going to be in Anaheim and Phoenix. The second there's there's a CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Target within like walking distance to somewhere. You know what I mean? You're never without things i'm not saying like to be wasteful and just like don't pack anything just go buy new shit wherever you're at but god that'd be a fun way to travel tonight don't pack anything and just show up to the airport just yourself and you get there and like all right i'm gonna buy my clothes here and then that is the most bourgeois thing (laughs) you have ever said on this podcast yeah but i'm not saying you're going to like who can fucking do that you're not going to neiman marcus you're going to like fucking h&m or whatever and it's getting like throwaway clothes oh that is the no, you're not doing that. <laughs> no, I mean, I'll bring up... That I is the most bring, consumerist, wasteful bullshit. Right, but that's what we do as a society. We buy the fucking quick, the quick, cheap shit. How I travel is I always bring a backpack, just a backpack, and whatever fits in that backpack I take with me. We decided that like 10 years ago. It's just way Because we have easier. traveled with like luggage and checking it. It sucks. And that fucking sucks. Yeah. And so at some point we decided, they're like, if it doesn't fit in a backpack, then don't you need don't it. need it. Don't need it. Wear the shoes that you're going to wear the whole time. Even if they're shitty and you, you know, to take off when you go through security or whatever. You just wear the shit that you're going to wear. Wear the shit you're going to wear. I mean, I get if you have like a kid and a family, like that's a whole other fucking headache. I could not imagine traveling with a family. Who takes babies on planes? Yeah. Drive, dude. Just drive. Jesus. Jesus. Do your kids really need to go to New York City with you? Do your kids need to go to Vegas with you? No. No. Vegas is not a place for kids. It's not a place for Just anybody. drive. You shouldn't go. Just drive. Although driving sucks. It's half the fun. The, the, yeah. The, the, uh, the adventure is half the battle. What? My brain stopped working. It does that from time to time. Part of the adventure is getting there? Yes. Is that what you were looking for? Is that a thing? Is you it? know what's also been an adventure? What? This episode. Boy, howdy has it. Uh, I apologize in advance for the emotional ride that you have gone on with us. Well, it's been an emotional time. I'm still... It's really been a horrible weekend. <laughs> I'm still very nervous about having $1,200 taken out of my account. I I hope I'm refunded. Where's my goddamn money, you bum? I, I'm a little scared. But, you know. We didn't even talk about the fact that there's like a war going on. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, did you guys know this? There's a war going on overseas between a very small country and a very large country uh, of unnamed origin. Um, and I'm, I'm baffled that it's even a discussion of who's right and wrong in it. I, that, it's blowing. I've been seeing posts that people are like, no, Putin's got the right idea. Like, okay. What website are you looking at? People's profiles. Facebook. Man. People's profiles. People have weird ideas. You know, gas prices are skyrocketing. The world is ending. And man, I hope it does. 
Okay. But before, next week we'll be back with the new episode. Before we go, we talked. We hit on something last week at the end of the episode uh, where we talked about um, if you could upload your consciousness into a thing, right? Okay. And this came up in conversation last night with my good friend Mike Powers, and we discussed it. And um, I think I'm on board. For a while, I was not on board with it, thinking like it's how you truly live forever. But what are you? But are you? Is your consciousness you? That's the that's the you know. Oh, that's the existential meta, that, question. Me- like, yeah. Existential question. Like, is the your consciousness question. you? And uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting. We'll probably find out in the next fucking 20, 30, 40 How years. How is it not you, though? True. If your consciousness is not you, then what is you? Very true. Very true. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll meditate on that. You know, we'll think about that one. We'll come back next week. We're going to have the answers to all of your questions. Life, the universe, and everything will be solved by episode 40. I guarantee it. At least by ne- episode 42. Mm, you see what I did there? That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Check out all of our sponsors. Block Bar, the B-L-O-K-B-A-R on Instagram. Check out Dig It, Dig It OKC on Instagram. Check out AnthemBrewing.com. The best beers in the biz. Go to Orange Peel. Buy everything you possibly can. Fit it in your bag. Take it on a plane trip <laughs> somewhere. Load or pay up for your, it. Pay yeah. for it. Don't just put it in your bag. Yeah, pay. Yeah, don't put that's that's stealing. We don't want to do that. Uh, you know, I hope you listen to these songs after we do these episodes. Uh, I I dare you to listen to In the Meantime by Space Hog and not have a smile on your face. I dare you. True. 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 This has been fun. We'll be back with another episode when we come back with another episode. Yeah. Maybe we'll be in a better mood. Hopefully so. The sun is shining. The sun is shining. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye.